0: This week, on a very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer, we're discussing our favorite Double Agents. Hello, and welcome to an especially devious mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick
1: Bromley. You can trust me. I'm Jonathan Rooney-Taylor.
0: And this week, we are discussing our favorite double agent.
1: Guys, you can't
0: trust me. I'm a double agent. Oh, no! Oh, no. He's been sent here from Doughboys to
1: kill us. <laughs> <laughs> and eat all your snacks. <laughs> and then judge you for them. Oh no. oh, no. But if your snacks weigh less than that of a feather, then Anubis will allow you to pass peacefully into the after realm. Ooh, my okay. snacks always weigh a lot more than a feather.
0: No, don't worry. That feather's super heavy. I was going (laughs) to say, how
1: how many sins have your snacks
0: accumulated? (laughs) Probably a lot. Oh, no. You're into that hard craft shit. Yeah. Just brick on brick of Velveeta. Mm. Oh,
2: God. Does it count for crimes committed with cheesy Cheeto hands? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were complicit. Yeah. Right. To be
0: fair, having cheesy Cheeto fingers is the way to not get your fingerprints all over the place. I mean, that's a good call. Or Cause that shit just to, fills in your pores. I was going to say, or to very easily leave your fingerprints <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> nah, it leaves prints, but they're just Chester Cheetah prints, Yeah, man. right. You, every time you do it, you're just framing that fucking cool cat.
1: That's why... Every Every six months he has to burn off his fingerprints. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: So yes, this week we're discussing our favorite uh, movie double agents. These could be uh, uh, good guys pretending to be bad guys, bad guys pretending to be good guys, dirty cops, spies, anybody, anything of that nature. Because next week we're discussing John Woo's immortal, beloved uh, uh, action classic, Hard Boiled. Not the movie Immortal Beloved about (laughs) Beethoven.
1: I I thought that was Amadeus.
0: No, that's the movie Amadeus.
1: Okay, cool. Are are you going to rock me Amadeus? Ooh, rock me
0: Amadeus.
1: You know what? I watched that whole fucking movie. They don't play that song once. Oh, that's (laughs) bullshit. Right? Fuck, man. No, but Tom Hulse farts
0: a lot. <laughs> that's true. That's hey. pretty great. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's pretty great. <laughs> apparently, Mark Hamill played uh, Mozart in uh, in that fucking oh, on in this, stage, on stage play. Yeah. That's what oh, it was. Really? I couldn't remember what yeah. it was when they did a movie out loud. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. yeah of but that's that. apparently where he developed his Joker laugh. Oh, oh interesting. Nice. Nice. Nice,
0: little, nice little piece of trivia. But right don't there.
1: take my word for it. Listen to it yourself on that one episode of Kevin Smith's podcast that has Mark Hamill on it. Which one of Kevin Smith's
0: 30 podcasts? That's an impossible question to answer. (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough. Patrick, who's your favorite movie, Double Agent?
2: Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Denzel Washington in Training Day. Yeah. He's both an awesome cop who teaches Ethan Hawke everything, despite the fact that Ethan Hawke is a charismalist shitbag. And he's a great drug dealer. True. Yeah, yeah sure. stealing all yeah. them drugs from is it who is the old guy that he ends up shooting who's an actor that I like?
0: Was it Scott Glenn? Yeah, it's yeah. Scott
2: Glenn. Scott Glenn gets a bullet. Oh, that's good stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> I love Scott Glenn. That guy takes a bullet greatly in a lot of movies. That's
0: true. <laughs> Uh, in the De- in in De- the Defenders, the the Marvel Netflix series, he cuts his own hand off to oh, escape, yeah. and then gets his head cut off. Yeah.
2: I also like that in this Denzel Washington not only has like a cop, he's all, he's both a cop and a drug runner, but he's also got like. A cop family and a like drug family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's
0: true. He also uh, makes Ethan Hawke smoke a PCP. Yeah, he does.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh.
0: Uh, which was eventually immortalized in the Chappelle Show sketch uh, with Wayne Brady show. Correct.
1: Mm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, man. Training Day. Like, I, I you know I probably I don't think I've seen it since it came out in theaters. Um, but I think, like, I mean, Denzel, I'm sure, holds up in that movie. He's a super charismatic actor, uh, always great. Like, King Kong and got shit on me, that yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Uh, outsized performance. That was, like, his makeup Oscar for, like, Malcolm X, basically. Yeah, that guy's
2: been in a million movies he should have won an Oscar for, and he got it for Training Day. Yeah. Which I've always found hilariously sad. Because uh, Malcolm X, also Glory is a great film. He won an War Oscar film. for Glory. Did he get just yeah, best supporting? Because best support. yeah, support. uh, yeah, yeah.
1: technically that starred uh, Matthew, Matthew Broderick, Broderick. <laughs> as the most miscast member of anything yeah, ever. ever. Mm,
0: it's up there, yeah. yeah. Uh, except maybe Kevin Costner's Robin Hood.
2: Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a bad one.
0: When you when you watch Robin Hood: Prince of Thieves, and you're like, "Ooh, there's Robin Hood, that corn-fed Iowa boy." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, and all of the other American actors who are just spouting this gobbledygook, weird Dick Van Dyke level English English accent. accent. Yeah, it's It's terrible. So, like, uh, how bad was Costner's that they have to be like, whoa? Watch this the movie? Because yeah. there's
0: some scenes where he's doing it. Yeah, and it's rough. It's it's very clear that like a few days into filming, the director was like, "Fucking stop, just stop. <laughs> just stop,
2: yeah." Which is also what he said flat out to when Christian Slater showed up on set. He like, "Don't bother, asshole.
0: Don't." No, but do he it. does.
1: He does the whole oh. movie. Yep. Oh, oh
0: Christian oh. Slater as Will Scarlet. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of a double agent.
1: It's another one he right, sells them all that's out, right. out and yeah, gets yeah, all his yeah. stuff burnt
0: uh I don't know, the best Christian
1: Slater performance is in that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where he eats too much caviar
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, another great Denzel sort of like dirty cop sort of undercover thing is the movie He Got Game sure, where he is yeah, a yeah. convict who uh uh killed his wife in a uh, sort of, like, uh, crime of passion-esque... Like, having an argument, he shuts her down, she accidentally hits her head and, like, dies. And he's put in jail for murder. Uh, and the warden of the jail gives him a furlough for, like, a week to convince his son, Jesus Shuttlesworth, now the number one basketball recruit, high school basketball recruit in the country, uh, to play for this one particular college because the governor went there and he wants this kid to go to the college. And the whole thing is about him trying to, like, get back in with his his son and, like... It becomes more about than just the basketball thing, but uh, yeah. one of my favorite Spike Lee movies, uh, one of my favorite basketball movies. Uh, fun fact about that movie: it ends with a one-on-one basketball match between Jesus, Shuttle- Jesus Shuttlesworth, played by current at the time NBA star Ray Allen, oh, uh, wow. and Denzel Washington, uh, former Division Two like basketball player. And in the script, it's written down as Jesus Shuttlesworth scores all 11 points in a row and destroys Jake and that's the end of it. Uh, and But Spike's like, just gave Denzel the ball and was like, just play. We're just gonna shoot and you just play. And Denzel ends up scoring like five, six points on him like in Ray Allen's face just like knocking down shots and gloating and having a bump. <laughs> and you can see Ray Allen in the movie, the person, being like, Fuck this guy! <laughs> like I am a professional. Yeah, yeah. There's a you made a part in this movie where Michael Jordan specifically says he got game, <laughs> and then he proceeds to lay waste to do Denzel. Yeah, uh, it's fantastic. Uh, John, favorite movie? Double Agent.
1: Uh, Well, I'm going to go for a quickie, easy one. I I have a lot of very complicated feelings about Quentin Tarantino as a filmmaker. Sure, Uh, I think he's a total shitworm as, like, a personality. Yes, absolutely. I tend to really enjoy his movies in spite of that, and sometimes even because of that, because I think he can play with that in some interesting ways when he wants to. Uh, But his first movie, Reservoir Dogs, is still pretty good despite the number of shitty douchebags that quote it all the time. Yeah. Uh, But Tim Roth's character, Mr. Orange in that as the double agent is really well pulled off. Yeah. Because the whole first half of the movie is this diamond heist gone wrong. Someone in this like group of thieves who don't know each other. They know is an undercover cop but they don't know who and they're teasing it out and then just halfway through the movie the movie's like No, no, dog. It's Tim Roth. It's Mr. Orange. It's that guy who's been talking with that weird half-American, half-British accent. Oh, my God. Mm Because here's the thing, Hollywood, and this is true. uh, Tim Roth is in the latest season of Twin Peaks that I've been watching, which is excellent. And he plays a shitty hitman in that. But again, he is called upon to do an American accent and simply cannot. Right. Yeah. Stop casting him as American. He simply cannot do it. Yeah. It's fine, just stop. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the movie reveals that he is the double agent, flashes back to kind of how he ingratiated himself with these gangsters has a really good monologue about like a fake drug bus gone wrong that he uses to like entertain the criminals.
0: Yeah, it's like a urinal like based joke yeah. that he's gotta learn. Like they're like you've to learn a joke, like a street joke. <coughs> and like you see him like practicing it like a stand up act. Yeah. <laughs> it's really well done. And then you
1: see like the performance of it. Yeah. Uh, and it's really great. It's it's a fantastic uh, you know, piece of filmmaking and acting. And then the movie becomes this like rampant tension of just like Oh shit. like the most morally upright character, Mr. White, has been defending Mr. Orange the entire time. We the audience know that like it's not gonna end. well, dude, that's the cop. Yeah, yeah. And it just it it does very interesting things with uh, kind of turning that tension. Yeah, nice.
0: Hmm. There's some interesting stuff in that movie. I, when I most recently rewatched it, I, I didn't think the movie held up as much as I did when I saw it initially. Obviously, oh, of course, God, I don't uh, think I've
2: seen it since high school. And like
0: Harvey Keitel in that movie, I, uh, I don't know if he was just like sick or <laughs> yeah. didn't care or something, because like he just seems like he doesn't. Give a shit. I
1: think he didn't realize what he was doing until after it was done because then you see his performance in Pulp Fiction. And he's he's awesome. So much more engaged with the material. Yes. In this, he's just like, fucking, I'm doing this movie for this fucking kid for money.
0: Yeah, he works in a fucking video store. Yeah, whatever. This this
1: isn't going to go anywhere. Whatever is going to be a good paycheck. I need something to do with my summer. And then it became. Reservoir Dogs, right? Yeah. And then it's like, all right, kid, I'll do your next movie, and I'll do it right because <laughs> <laughs> fucking the wolf is one of the best characters it really ever is. put to film. I love when he's drinking the coffee and just does that little like, ah, yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Um, kind of quick honorable mention, kind of on the Tarantino track. Uh, I think his most consistently successful movie is Inglorious Bastards. I agree. It's always satisfying to see Nazis get the shit kicked out of them and killed <laughs> uh, and I fucking love the ending of that movie just how like outrageous and insane it is is so good yeah they, where they ma- straight up kill Hitler they just machine
0: gun Hitler and Goring like in the face and Goebbels in the face because right, yeah. the
1: entire time you're like well okay how is this gonna go wrong and then it fucking doesn't <laughs> yeah and it's amazing Uh, But I love the bar scene in that. Right. Where Michael Fassbender is playing a double agent. He's an English agent uh, infiltrating German ranks so that he can get... um, uh, Oh, God, what's her name? Uh,
0: Bridget von Hammersmark.
1: Right, who is also a double agent who is, like, giving information to the Allies. Right. It's supposed to be a quiet night, but one of the Nazi commanders is just having a baby that night. So they're having this huge celebration where there's all the Nazis. And
0: then chucked away in the corner is like an SS colonel. right?
1: (laughs) And it is so great because like every single time they get out of a situation, it is only to get into a worse situation. And it is just constantly escalating Mm -hmm. uh, until he is given away... By ordering beers wrong, whiskeys. Yeah, he he gives the wrong number of fingers up instead. He puts
0: the right number of fingers, just the wrong configuration. Yeah,
1: right. And it's so great when you see that flash of recognition in the SS officer, Mm -hmm. and it just spirals
0: out from there. And it it's just a great tension building scene. Uh, The best part of that scene is when. Uh, Sergeant Hugo Stieglitz oh, jams his little like Walter, like his little gun right into the dude's nuts and says, "Say auf wiedersehen to your Nazi, Nazi balls. balls," and then just fucking shoots the shit out of his <laughs> dick. It's so, so good. It's really great. Uh, Mark' favorite movie, Double Agent. Uh, I am going to go with a sort of uh, kind of twofer because they kind of run. Uh, uh, up against one another, and I'm gonna go with Leonardo DiCaprio and Matt Damon from The Departed. Are you a cop? Are you now a cop? Are you a fucking cop? <laughs> Are you still a cop? <laughs> Are you a fucking cop? <laughs>
1: God, the Boston in that is just Ooh, off the charts. It's yeah. so
0: Boston. <laughs> None more Boston can there be. Yeah. Uh, it's. Uh, but what's great? I, I, it's just a great like sort. It's uh It's based off of a, a Hong Kong movie called Infernal Affairs. Um, starring uh, one Andy Long who was will be in next week's uh, episode, Hard Boiled. Tony Long. Tony yeah. Long, right, right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm thinking there's Andy Lau. That was yeah. the, other <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the other guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it's just about a cop who is infiltrating the mob as like a mob guy and then a mob guy infiltrating the police as like a statey. And it's just lots of great twists and turns. I don't think it necessarily should have won the Oscars that it did. It's not the best. No. It was no, say yeah. like
1: lifetime achievement but yeah that was Marcus our mm-hmm. that was
0: our sorry for casino and goodfellas guys right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but I just love the, the, the way the tension ratchets up I love uh, like especially Leonardo DiCaprio's performance in that movie just so full of like anxiety and and uh, trying to not get caught, whereas Matt Damon like just breezes through the movie yep, like yep. no big deal, yep. like a cocky asshole. And then you know, in the end, spoiler alert, works out because Mark Wahlberg shows up wearing a bunch of hospital booties and shoots him to death. <laughs> <laughs> P.S. Aside from Boogie Nights, that's probably Mark Wahlberg's best work. <laughs> sure, no, definitely, yeah.
1: Because uh, he that.
0: he didn't have to fake a different accent. He got to use his natural Boston, his natural Southie accent. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, that's my name. Oh. Uh, and fuck Mark Wahlberg, that guy's a piece of shit.
1: Right? Oh, yeah, for a bunch of reasons. He should have been yeah. in jail multiple times. Sure. Yes.
0: Um, also, he was a member of the New Kids on the Block and then Correct. bailed on him. What an yep. asshole.
1: To be fair, that was probably wise. He got his own funky bunch. He did.
0: That is true. Right? That is true. Yeah. Uh, So any honorable mention, double agents we want to talk about? I mean, this is riding a little bit of a technicality here, but I'm going to go with Jet
2: Li in The One. Yeah. Because he's fucking everybody. That's true.
0: (laughs) That is true. Uh, I love that that movie ends... With a, a prison planet yeah. a prison planet pyramid that is constantly on fire in yes. the sky. Yes. With oh, thousands of prisoners climbing to fight Jet Li. Uh-huh. And him just kicking guys off the side of a mountain while Papa Roach is, This is my last resort! Oh, plays, oh, and man. it's so great.
1: Oh, Papa Roach. <laughs> yes. Kind of there, there was a good solid run of Jet Li being in movies with fucking ridiculously great soundtracks like Cradle to Da Grave mm. oh yeah it yeah. has that Eminem
0: track about killing motherfuckers yeah and isn't DMX in that movie oh yeah, yeah. he sure is mm. DMX was almost a movie star he was right? so close but then he decided to get high all the time and pretend to be FBI agents. True. I mean, that'll work.
1: That yeah. And I think Ja Rule kind of like stole his thunder a lot. Sure, Because he started yeah. getting cast in what would have been DMX roles.
0: Sure, yeah. and then once him and Ludacris...
1: They, weren't they, aren't they both
0: in the Fast and Furious movies? I
1: know Ja Rule is. I don't know enough to say if Ludacris is. I know for a not. fact Ludacris is. Well, then yes, yeah. because I know for a fact that Ja Rule is.
2: Okay. Was DMX in Belly? yes yeah that
0: was him yeah yeah, that was it was DMX Nas yeah it's it was tons like a, it's of rappers it's all a bunch of, yeah it's yeah. a bunch of rappers that that movie had a great soundtrack oh fuck yeah it was directed by Hype Williams who made every awesome hip hop video in the 90s yeah. and you knew it was it because every other shot was a fisheye lens. yeah <laughs> and there was like that shot, that scene where they go into the club and it's all like in black light they got like the white contacts in their eyes yeah. that was blowing oh that's great it's not a great movie it's not a great movie but it's, it's not a, a great, movie. But <laughs> but great it's soundtrack yeah, yeah. John, any uh, uh, honorable mention, double agents?
1: Uh, Speaking of double agents, what about the double O agents? 006. Yeah. Um, A little bit of Sean
2: Bean. Sean
1: Bean's character in Goldeneye. One of his many movie deaths. Although, (laughs) many movie deaths. I love the idea of like a rogue MI6 agent that used to be friends with Bond that has to then kind of cat and mouse him throughout the rest of the movie, but I hate the way that that happens because at the beginning in like the pre-credits action sequence the two of them are infiltrating this like Russian chemical war plant right. mm-hmm. to plant explosives and blow it up good um, level in GoldenEye it's a great level oh, in, good in level, Yeah, because you put all the like proximity mines oh, on the gas yeah. tanks and you just wait for a soldier patrol to set mm-hmm. them off Um, so they're planting all the, the mines on the gas canisters Uh 006 gets captured 006 says, you know, fuck these assholes, Bond, finish the mission, blow them all up. Uh, And then Russian guy shoots 006 in the face. James Bond sets all the timers to three minutes instead of six minutes, and he gets out and it explodes. Then 006 is mad that James Bond did that. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense because A, you got shot in the face, and B, your last words were... For England, James. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, you straight up told him to do that. Yeah. Like, the only thing you're mad about is, like, you said it for three minutes instead of six. Brr. Yeah. It is the worst, like, villain motivation for that kind of character. Sure.
0: It but he just gets his yeah. just like the cable guy he falls into that big dish. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then the antenna goes right in his face. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty
2: great. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff. Again,
1: it's a great movie and I if you if you just buy into that rivalry, it is very good. Right. But
0: any level of scrutiny is like fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shut up movie. Sure. Uh, for my honorable mention, uh, I'm going to go with something a little bit more recent and kind of maybe this is skirting it. Maybe it's kind of a cheat, but I don't think so. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Age, uh, Blade Runner K from Blade Runner 2049 played Blade by
1: Ryan Gosling. Spoilies, dude. Yeah. Well, All right. He come a on. Is Blade Runner? Is he a uh, 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 replicant? Yeah, you find that out. Or is he a replicant? He's yeah. a replicant.
0: You find that out. Minute one. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's yeah, a, like a
1: Three-hour movie. Yeah, he's
0: <laughs> a robot from the beginning. Spoiler alert for Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Hold on, guys. I got to leave the room. A movie that came out a year and a half ago. Again, I, I haven't had
1: three days to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen it
0: three times already. I own it. Anyways, can I uh, borrow it?
1: Because it sounds real good. It's on
0: my iTunes. God damn so it. So I don't even technically yeah. own it. Well, <laughs> no I just hey, own the rights to look at it sometimes. <laughs> that guy's
1: leasing Blade Runner
2: <laughs>
1: for private viewing. Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah that character um, you know begins the movie as... I don't know I haven't seen the movie <laughs> well John listen as I explain the whole plot oh, God no. damn it. he begins as a cop working as a blade runner hunting down other you know escaped replicants but by the end of it he's like Almost working against the police and uh, for like this replicant future that they could have without giving too much away. Uh, and it's kind of a cool like turn uh, sort of thing, and he ends up teaming up with you know uh, a certain old Blade Runner uh, who may or right, may not be a replicant. Is yeah. Harrison
1: Ford doing origami in this movie?
0: Well, he didn't do origami in the first movie. That was Edward James Olmos. And Edward James Olmos does show up and he straight up does origami. Nice. <laughs> Hell, nice. Harrison Ford, though, is in the movie and you can tell he is actually engaged. He's like... I liked doing this movie the first time. (laughs) Sure. I didn't like the narration I had to do, but I like this. Yeah,
1: nice. Which is weird, because like, any interview with him talking about filming Blade Runner, the first one, is just like him complaining about how wet and cold and miserable it was. To be fair,
0: any interview Harrison Ford does about any movie is just like, I didn't like it. These kids were on my lawn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Uh, so that's uh, gonna gonna do it for this uh, little mini-sode here of Body Counts and Beer. We will be back next week where we'll be talking about hard-boiled. Uh, and so make sure you have all your eggs ready. Yep. Uh, set your timers. Yeah, yeah. Get them all going, and then uh, we'll have a good time. So for Body Counts and Beer, I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley.
1: I am still Jonathan Rooney
0: Taylor. And we'll see you next time. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, Jonathan Rooney Taylor, and Mark Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a rating or review. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at Cast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.